0: Praise God. Uh, I have a... (laughs) For me, uh, you may or may not realize it, but this December the 18th will be 10 years that I have not been the pastor of Antioch. 10 years. And uh, so for me... The word that I have for this service tonight is just a little bit different than uh, what I normally preach, the type of stuff I normally preach or teach when I have the service. But the Lord gave me this, and I'm saying to myself, Okay, Lord, what have you got in mind tonight? And then I get here, and I look out at this audience And that he that hath ears to hear is already sensitive in the spirit and knowing there's something going on here tonight. What the Lord's been doing the last few Sunday nights in the tent is continuing tonight. Again, he that hath ears to hear ought to be tuning in to the Holy Ghost. So, here we go. If you'd like to stand, I'm going to John 1, verse 1. Let me have my water, if you don't mind. John 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word... And the darkness comprehended it not. You may be seated. The Amplified says concerning verses 4 and 5. <clears throat> I'm going to read 3, 4, and 5 actually from the Amplified. All things were made and came into existence through him. Without him was not even one thing made that has come into being. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines on in the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it, put it out, or absorbed it, or appropriated it, and is unreceptive to it. And then the message Bible, which is actually a trans a, a, a paraphrase, not a translation, says verses three through five. Everything was created through him. Nothing. Not one thing came into being without him. What came into existence was life. And the life was, and the light was light to live by. The life, hyphen light, blazed out of the darkness and the darkness could not put it out. Some of you, uh, wonderful people that are guests here tonight, or maybe you are, you don't consider this your church, but you've visited us on occasion. Uh, maybe you're still under the impression that we are here practicing a religion. A very casual study of scripture will let you discover That religion is not a good word in the Bible. God, the creator God, is not a promoter of religion. I know the Bible has some shalls and some shall nots. But that's not really what uh, the word of God is about. I am a married man. I'm married, I'm not married just because I wear a ring. Okay? And, uh, we didn't sign and agree to any shalls and shall nots when we got married. But trust me, there are some. I've used this illustration before, but I will do it again. Uh, if I was a single man, I could meet any single woman that would agree to at uh, the gourmet restaurant, Burger King, and we could arrive separately. We could each order our food individually, pay for it ourselves, and happen to sit at the same table Eat our food at the same time. Possibly have some kind of conversation. Finish eating our food. Finish our conversation. Get up. And she could get her car and I'd go get mine. We could go our separate ways. And there's not anybody that could think anything negatively about that. Uh, reasonably think anything negatively about that. But I'm a married man. And if that same exact scenario took place, with me as a married man, with any other woman other than my wife, I show up at Burger King in my car, lady shows up at Burger King in her car, I go through the line, make my order, Get my food, pay for it myself. Lady goes through the line, gets, makes her order, pays for it herself. And we just happen to sit at the same table and have conversation. And then we get up and I get in my car and go my way. And she gets in her car and go her way. You would say, I don't see anything wrong with that. Here's your problem. Your opinion doesn't count. Your opinion is absolutely irrelevant. It doesn't matter what you think of that. There's only one person whose opinion of that counts. And she's sitting right over there. And trust me, after 47 years of marriage, I can tell you, no matter how innocent that might appear to be, She's not going to be happy. And in all honesty, I would be disappointed if she was. There was nothing in my marriage contract that said I couldn't do that. But I'm not dishonoring my relationship. By giving people the opportunity to wonder what's going on. So you may say, well, I don't believe in this religion stuff of shalls and shall nots. You're missing the point. Those shalls and shall nots are not about do's and don'ts. They're just ways to respect my relationship with God. If I've got a relationship I not only don't mind the shalls and shall nots, I welcome them as a means whereby I can demonstrate my commitment to my relationship with God. If your focus is on the shalls and shall not, you're just admitting to yourself and everybody else, you don't have a relationship with God. You're just participating To whatever degree you do visibly, where people are watching, in religion. Of course, I've said this, I'm still going to say this. (laughs) I, I love you, I really do. I'm not the pastor here. You just apply that however you want to apply that. But I promise you, some of you wonderful, precious people would be highly offended if someone you knew came and told me that you had done X, Y, Z. But it's no big deal for you to put that on Facebook for the world to see. If someone who was with you when you did X, Y, Z came and told me about it, you would be offended. But it's no big deal for you to broadcast to the world what your secret life is really like. Now, what's my response to that is the bishop. All I do is look at that and go, thank you very much. You just told me where you really are and where you really are not. So, what is this? What, what, what is this verse talking about? You know, it kind of sounds a little out there, doesn't it? In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. That's King James English. That's just kind of a little bit out there, isn't it? Well, by the grace of God, here in the next few minutes, I'm going to take what seems to be nebulous and out there on the fringe of understanding and show you just how personal this is with you. There's just very few things stated in the scripture that gives you any greater measure to determine where you are spiritually than these verses. (laughs) In him was life. Everything that was made was made by him. And there wasn't anything made that he didn't make. In him was life. And I, I've done some studying on this because, uh, in, in classical Greek, the word "zoe," from which we get the word "zoo," and the uh, the study of zoology, uh, it, it 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 it's uh it's the most basic of terms. It's existence. But as this word is used in the uh, Greek New Testament, especially by uh, the Apostle John. It was one of his favorite words to use. Especially by the, the, the Apostle John. It was speaking of something of a much higher plane. It was speaking of being beyond just existing. It speaks of a quality of life. Of a vibrancy of life. Of a reality of life that says, I'm really living. I'm not just existing. I'm not just breathing in and out being a, a, a generator of carbon dioxide so trees have something to take in and turn out oxygen. I'm not just a consumer of food. I'm not just a consumer of of electrical power. I'm not just someone that keeps corporations profitable by my purchases. I'm not some fun junkie that's just looking for something else more and more daring to do so I don't have to face how mundane, boring, and empty my life is. How meaningless my life is. Where I'm waiting for the next version of the game to come out. That's more challenging. So I can spend my time proving to myself and everybody how I don't have an existence. I'm just, just wasting away life and breath and existence because I'm barely surviving From day to day, there's no quality of life here. Just spending time. When I was a kid, you know, there was no cable. That was a long time ago, you know that. There was no cable. In fact, there were, uh, we, my last two years of high school, we lived, I I lived in Oxn Hill, Maryland, right outside of DC. Went to Oxnill Senior High School, graduated from there in 1964. That was a long time ago, wasn't it? And uh, I think I think we had four channels, five channels on our TV, which was pretty great because we lived a couple of places there were only two or three. And I read this statement in the uh, Reader's Digest for back then. The proof that you have no life. Is that you know the TV schedule by heart? Some of us are so empty, we know the cable schedule by heart. Thank God for DVRs, because at least. You might be able to record something and have a life that's not totally ruled by when you're when you're got to watch shows on hello brother, brother right you're not being very kind I, you're you're really trashing my life. no, you don't have a life. I can't trash something that you don't have. you don't have a life, don't you get it? Well you people that go to church all the time, you're the ones with no life. Really? You're kidding me, right? Well you don't have any fun. You're going to the wrong church then. You're kidding. I guarantee you, if we had a laugh meter and and, and there were records kept, there would probably be more laughs per service in this church than probably any other kind of church. It's true. We don't think it's sacrilegious to to laugh and have a good time. But let me tell you something. The preacher's not trying to be a comedian and entertain you. Because there's no amount of laughing that can override not having any life. Because you see, here's the problem. If you don't have real life, there's no light in your life. Because the life he came and brought is the light of men. Life is light. And there's a whole lot more people here that are afraid of the dark than you can imagine. And I'm not talking about natural darkness. There are people sitting here who've got your little routines that you do everything you can lay down and pass out. Because you can't risk having to lay there in the dark. Trying to go to sleep. And having to think. Oh God. Thinking is the most fearful thing there is. Isn't it? When you have no life. And your light is full of, life is full of darkness. Thinking is terrifying because thinking leaves you open to having to look at how empty your life really is. So you know, I, I know that people drank and used drugs. For centuries. Don't forget. I was a teenager in the 60's. And no generation changed our world like the 60's. Those of you that are teenagers here. After 2000. You think you got it all figured out. (laughs) Just. uh, There are whole documentaries. Documentaries by major networks analyzing the 60s and the amount of change that took place in the 60s. Just listen to the music that was the popular music in 1960 and listen to the music that was popular in 69 and tell me how far those 10 years changed the world. It went from... It went from harmony, focus on harmony and, and musical instruments to noise to people that if you could scream and loud enough and act weird enough, it didn't matter if you could sing or not. Just 10 years. Things haven't improved a whole lot since then. The 60s changed it. But the 60s was not only the counterculture. It was not only the cultural revolution, the anti-establishment revolution, but it was when mainstream people became potheads. When being high... Became socially acceptable. Except for a future president that, that but didn't inhale. He really thought we were stupid, you know that? Cause that's not the only stupid thing he said while he was around. And I won't even begin to get into that. Really? Really? Why? Why was it? Why was such dramatic change taking place? Because that generation was so full of empty people that could no longer go through the motions of acting like they were normal. Whatever normal is. And our world still follows what they did. You may think what you're doing's brand new. It ain't new at all. Excuse me. It's not new at all. Styles of dress, the way people wear their hair, activities. It all started in the '60s. It hadn't been changed a whole lot. and It certainly hadn't been improved on. Not you can improve on darkness. You can't prove on improve on emptiness. By, by trying to fill emptiness naturally. You can't do it. <laughs> the Lord Jesus Christ came for you to have life. Life. <laughs> he came for you to not only have life, but for your, your life to be filled with light. 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 I don't care how much you go to church. I don't care how much of a Christian you say you are. Bottom line is this. Do you have life? Do you have light? Matthew 6, beginning with verse 19, says this. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and dust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye." If therefore thine eye be single, in other words, your focus, you see one image. You don't see double images. If your eyesight sees clearly instead of double imaged, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, and in this context, evil there doesn't mean sin. It means you don't see clearly. You have double vision. Thy whole body shall be full of darkness. So listen to this. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. If what you think is light is actually darkness, then how dark are you inside? How dark are you? the bible hasn't changed the word of god is still the word of god some of you used to believe it but you don't anymore now because the way you deal with situations you don't like is you 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 pretend to yourself the, the bible's changed or we didn't understand it clearly some of you used to have light i have light anymore. Some of you precious people that are our guests tonight, thank you for coming. But but the Lord Jesus Christ has got this question for you. Do you really have light in your life? Because if there's no light, there's no life. Because the life is the light of men. And if you've got light, there's no power that darkness has. To defeat your light inside. Darkness cannot defeat your light. Darkness cannot defeat. If you've really got light. No situation. No circumstance. No temptation. Can defeat your light. If you've got life. You've got light. And if you've got light, you are not going to be a victim of darkness. And here's the, (laughs) here's the problem with light and darkness. You may think there's a gray area, but according to the scientific direct uh, definition of light and darkness, darkness. Is the absence of light. So there's either light or there's darkness. There's no physically, physically, physical light. There is no middle ground. There's either light or the absence of light. There's either light or the absence of light. I'm not talking about church. I'm not talking about where you go to church. I'm not talking about what your religion is. I'm asking a question. Is there life in your life? Real life. Life from Jesus Christ. And if there's life, there's light. And if there's light, there's no darkness at all. First John chapter one says, In him is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. You say, oh, but there are shadows. No, you don't understand something. Shadows don't create darkness. They just hinder the light from shining. If you let things get in your life that's in the way of your light, You will create shadows in your life. But that's not an acceptable middle ground. You see, the problem is, those obstacles that are blocking your light are actually standing between you and fully shining light. Light. Every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. God doesn't give half light. God God doesn't give shadows. God doesn't give shade. There's no shady Christianity. There's either Christianity or false Christianity. Shady Christianity. In him was life. Life. <laughs> in him was life. And if I'm in him, I get life. Life doesn't mean I have no problems. Life doesn't mean there's never going to be any pain. I could be going through very difficult things, but I got life in here. I could be going through very difficult trials, but there's light in here. Oh, Jesus, help us. Listen to this, listen to this. Jesus said... Uh, It's right here, someplace. I wrote it down. Yeah. John twelve, thirty five. Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. Do you know where you're going? Are you just headed for the bed so you can get up and do it all over again tomorrow? <laughs> is your life defined by schedules you didn't create? Is that what life is for you? I got to get up tomorrow because I got to do this, this, and this. and this schedules are important, but life isn't defined by keeping schedules. That doesn't, that doesn't define life. Well, I have to be at work at such and such time. And I get off at such and such time. And the rest of that time is now my, I, I'm, is, I'm free until it's time to go to bed so I can get up and do my schedule again tomorrow. And, and no wonder we, we have TGIF. Because we spend five days of the week not living at all. So that on Friday night and Saturday we can have fun and then recover on Sunday so we can go back to our schedule on Monday because we won't have any money on Friday to blow on, li- on what we call life on Friday and Saturday and our recovery day Sunday so we can go to work again on Monday so we can have money on Friday To live for Friday night and Saturday so we can recover on Sunday. So we can go back to work on Monday. And people look at Christians and go, you people, you're really messed up. You're not living. You get this. You have to go to church all the time. Really. (laughs) <laughs> and so the only thing I get to do is just you, you just get come church and you know it doesn't matter if it's the new ones or the old ones then sings my soul my Savior God to thee how great There is no bar, no hangout. You can go and feel that. You, you can't go anywhere and feel that. And this is boring. When you can come into the presence of God... And sometimes you're so overjoyed you feel like weeping for joy. And other times you're so excited in the presence of God you think you're going to explode from the inside out because you don't know what to do with yourself because it's just so awesome. And this is boring. And you know what the difference between y'all is? I love you. I'm not trying to be unkind here. You're not going to have fun again till Friday night. But tomorrow morning on the way to church, excuse me, I can have church on the way to work, then sings my soul, my saved and the same thing. I'm feeling in this church house, I can feel in my car tomorrow morning. You can't take the bar home with you. You can't take happy hour home with you. But the one who gives me life says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I can call out to him on my bed at night. I can fellowship with him in the shower in the morning. I can sit at my desk and work and just close my eyes for a minute and go, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And feel his presence move into that place. That is life. I'm not trying to hurt anybody, but you're hurting me if you don't turn this up just a little bit. Wherever you are with that thing, I don't see you. Hello? Hello? So you got life? While the music's playing and ruining your eardrums. You got life? It's fun, ain't it? Till somebody has to put you in a cab and help you home. Yeah. The definition of fun these days is if you can't remember what you did last night, it must have been fun. And there's something wrong with us? You people don't have any fun. Really? How about uh, Psalm 16 and 11? <laughs> psalm sixteen eleven, thou wilt show me the path of what what is it the path of what here it is see that colon the grammatical rule of a colon is whatever follows the colon explains or expounds upon what preceded the colon so here's what's before the colon thou wilt show me the path of life he, he said you're going to show me how to really live In thy, in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, what's, what does it mean at thy right hand? That's that thing you feel. Whoo. That is the power of God manifested. Yeah. What is that? Well, I don't don't want to act like that. Your problem. Right. Say so, you people act weird. You know what? We we act weird. So at all these concerts where everybody's standing, going back and forth like this. That's not weird. But if we come in here and stand and do this to Jesus, we're weird? you see the difference is when your group quits playing the music's over (sighs) the music's over but this is never over unless for you choose unless you choose to try to fellowship with light sometime and darkness some other time the music's never over Because the music isn't just what somebody plays or sings. It's what's been put in here. I got life in here. I got light. Whole being, it fills, inside's filled with light. And you see, oh God, have mercy. These aren't just words we sing, you see. It's, it's this other really new one. It goes like this. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost. But now I'm found. I was blind. But now I see. You see, in the world you just sing words. But we don't sing words. We sing confessions of faith. Our songs... Are declarations of what's happened to us amazing grace (laughs) I, I once was lost I didn't find myself he found me I once was living in darkness but now I'm living in light I once was dead but I'm now alive I got to level 16. How did you get there? I killed a whole bunch of people. Oh, that's joy, isn't it? Woo! Praise God. You're bad. You're bad. You take pleasure in pretending to kill people. You take pleasure in pretending to kill people. People with light don't do that. People with life don't find pleasure in pretending to kill people. <clears throat> I think I'll just say that one more time. People with life and light don't find pleasure In pretending to kill people. Oh, it's preacher. It's just a game. Really? Are you aware that the religion that promotes terrorism in our world trains their suicide bombers by using games that are set up to let them practice pushing the button? and blowing up stuff without hurting themselves. So by the time it's time for them to really push the button, it will be so ingrained to them they won't hesitate because they don't believe anything's going to happen to them because they push that button over and over and over again. How much practice do you think the guys, do you think it was an easy thing to do For non-professional pilots to take over a commercial airliner and fly it efficiently enough to fly it into a building? Do you have any idea how many hours they practiced dying? They practiced Dying. They were not professional pilots. To get that good, you don't just go out to an instructor and learn how to fly. This is a two to four engine jet. The controls are sophisticated. So you... You buy programs that are virtual cockpits so you can practice flying and crashing it into buildings. And you do that over and over again till you get good enough to do that. During World War II, the Japanese taught their pilots how to take off. Didn't teach them how to land because it was the end of the war and the kamikaze was the number one weapon in that day and time. I've got life. And that life gives me light. And there are things, it's not a question of not doing them because it's a rule. How does light take joy out of darkness? Really. How does light take joy out of darkness? How does how does life find joy in in pretending to kill? How does life do that? And and we wonder why we come to church sometimes and and we have a hard time with whether or not this is real. Because in our day and time, we spend so much time. In the virtual world, nothing is real. I can get behind the wheel of whatever favorite truck car I choose to select, and I can drive as recklessly as I want, and if I crash it, I just push the restart button and go again. He came to give life. And that life is light, 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 light. It's light. He came to give you life. Thou wilt show me the path of life. Here it is. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand. Our pleasures from forevermore. If I get in His presence, there's there's life, and if if I'm in His presence, and He's manifesting Himself and His power, there's pleasure. But it's not pleasure I'm going to want to forget I did in the morning. It's not pleasure that's going to cause me shame where I don't want to look myself in the eye, in the mirror. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. He brought life. And life is light. Light. Because if your life, if the light in you is really darkness, how great is that darkness? And those that walk in darkness... They don't know where they're going. It's just from one high to the next, whether it's the high of accomplishment or the high of, uh, uh, of winning some game naturally or virtually or the high of some high, some chemical artificial high from booze or drugs or something. It's... It's just living, just trying to stay on the peaks of the mountains and avoid the valleys because the valleys are really there. And I don't know how I'm going to survive the valley. So if I can just skip from mountaintop to mountain mountaintop, a, a thrill, one thrill from one thrill to the next. But let me tell you something. You hear me right now. I'm speaking this in the Holy Ghost. There's something. This is what you have to know. About that kind of lifestyle. The thing that brings a thrill today may bring pretty much the same thrill tomorrow. It'll bring pretty close to the same thrill the next day. It'll still bring somewhat of a thrill the next day. And then the next day after that, you go, this isn't enough. I need something more i got to have something more. Because in order to maintain the high, to stay on the peaks, it has to get farther and farther out there. I realize this is a mixed crowd of ages. And I will do my best to be as discreet as possible. People don't wake up one day contrary to what's promoted today. People don't work, wake up one day living a lifestyle of perversion. He created them male and female. If somebody's born some other way, then the Creator messed up. No. It doesn't go like that. It starts out with seeking this little thrill here, this little thrill here. And and it just goes more. And the more you go, the more shame there is. And, And the farther you go. And then it goes farther and farther and farther. Farther and farther. Farther and farther. It is a really convenient thing that our culture today completely ignores what a, where mentoring came from. This is such an easy study. Mentoring was big in Greek society. And an influential male would choose him out a boy that he would be the mentor of. And he not only schooled that boy in society, he schooled that boy in intimacy between that adult And that child. And if you don't believe me. I challenge you to study it on the internet for yourself. It's there. That's where it was. Greek society was full
1: of that stuff.
0: And it not only was full of it. It was accepted. It was considered normal. Hello? There's nothing new under the sun? You think we've progressed so far as a society? You're kidding me, right? Why are people so willingly ignorant? Why are people so willing to stick their head in the sand? Why are people so willing to go along to get along instead of speaking the truth? Why? Oh, I know. Because there's such a high price to pay if you don't. You know what? If you speak facts, they shout you down but they want you to quietly listen to their perverted arguments. You can't talk. You can't present any facts because then all of a sudden you're, 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 you're not being fair. You're not being equal. But you have to listen to them quietly and let them spew their whatever. Really? Hey, I'm 69 years old. I'm not the one that's changed. Oh, by the way, I was molested when I was five and it wasn't by a woman. But I'm supposed to just dismiss that. That's just society. That's just what it's all about. Really? Really? Life and light. And I'm not selling my light to go along and get along. I love everybody you hear me right now? I love everybody and I'm not going to mistreat any individual. I'm not doing it. I am not worthy of the love of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to love people. I'm going to love them. But I don't have to agree with what a person does to love somebody. That is an absolute lie. Well, if you really love me, you'd agree with what I'm doing. Really? Really? You're kidding me, right? You see, (laughs) we're we're, we're doing this thing among our leaders right now. We're trying to, we're starting at the top and we're going to work down. There's this thing that the corporations are using. It's a very involved test to really See who you are and how you work with other people with different personalities. And so I took that test the other day. (laughs) I am off the charts, principle guy. Uh, Literally. I mean, principle, according to this test, and it's a secular test, principle means everything to me. And that if I have to choose between principle and people. I was created. That's what this is about, you see. It's a way to design or to determine how the creator created you personally. And according to this test, if I have to choose between principle and people. I'm choosing principle. That's just who I am. Why? Because according to this test. Truth means everything to me. This secular corporate diagnosis of personality and priorities said that I'm a person of principle and truth means everything to me. And if your requirement for me to have a relationship with you is to deny or compromise the truth that I hold so dear, ain't happening. Why? <laughs> because there's there's this being, this being. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he said, no man can come unto the Father but by me. So if I deny the way... And deny the truth. And deny the life. I have no way to get to God. I think I need to say that again. That didn't exactly sit in, did it? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come unto the Father but by me. If I deny the way, the way, not one of the ways, there's no plural in there. He said, I am the way, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes of the Father but by me. If I deny the way, and I deny or compromise the truth, and I reject the life, I've also rejected the light because life brings the light. Then I have no way to have access with the Father. No access to the Father. So I can call myself a Christian and I can act and pretend to be religious. But I got no fellowship with the Father because I've denied the way to get to the Father. Oh, Brother Wright, do you have to put us in such a place of stress with society? No, I don't. But i tell you who does. If you study the Word of God at all, the Lord was constantly putting His people in a place where there was stress between them and society. And if you claim to be a Christian and there's no stress between you and society then you better check see what light you've got because it's probably darkness. I have no power whatsoever to make you do anything. Nothing. You know, you know what every preacher's role and responsibility is? To stand on the road where the bridge is out. And wave and say to you, stop! Go back! The bridge is out! But if you want to run right past me, I don't have any tack strips out to stop you. I got no barriers to keep you from going. If you're determined to go over the edge where there's no bridge, you have the freedom of choice to do that. And there's no preacher and no church that can keep you from doing that. Because God will not violate your free will. And no preacher or church has the right to violate your free will. Nobody does. You can live here in this life. You can live any way you want to live. Believe anything you want to believe. Do anything you want to do. And there's nobody can stop you in this life. You ever heard people say, I'm not going to church. They're just after money. Hey. You ever heard people say that? Okay, so the bars give all of their booze away. The clubs, you go there free, eat their food free, drink their booze free. The guy standing on the, Corner selling his stuff to get you high. It's all free, right? Surely it's free because churches are the only ones that's after your money. And the lotto tickets, they're free. It's all free. Churches are the only ones after money. All that other stuff out there free. There are almost 40,000 people in Camden Yards today watching the Yankees play the Orioles. How much do you think it cost per person to be at that game today? If you sat way up in the nosebleed sections and you paid for parking and you ate, you bought a cu- couple of hot dogs and a soda, you probably spent close to 50 bucks a person, but churches are the one after your money. You see how absolutely asinine that is? I can't say stupid because i got grandchildren here and I'm not supposed to say stupid. So I said asinine. I'm not totally sure what it means, but it feels right. Look it up, it's not swearing. (laughs) But it's not exactly saying something real nice, is it? Because it is asinine. Churches, I'm not going to that church, they're after money. Anybody made you give anything tonight? Anybody charge you to get in this building? Anybody put any pressure on you to put any money in the in the in the pot? No. You can't go in the clubs without a cover charge. You ever seen what some people pay for a bottle of wine? You can support a missionary for two or three months for a bottle of wine. There are people just up the highway. Or either way you go near the water. In their big old fancy houses, they've got bottles of booze. And the older it is, the more expensive it is. And we're talking about hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars for a bottle of booze. And and, and I guarantee you what, listen to me. Okay? They didn't get that from free someplace. But churches are after money. Hey, I got a question. How many of your favorite, how many of you got a favorite band that gives all their music away? Oh, wait, wait a minute. You mean, you mean the music on your, on your mobile device was all free? Oh, you might call it free. It means you stole it from somebody. So the reason you didn't pay for it because you're a thief. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. You're right. It's free. It's free. It's free to those with no conscience. Oh, come on, brother. Right. Surely you got. Really? I don't have one song on my phone I didn't pay for. I don't have one movie or TV episode. That I didn't pay for. And if I'm not going to pay for it. I'm not going to own it. Why? Because it's bad enough to watch some of that stuff. But to have a conscience knowing you stole it. Hey, we don't have professional pickpockets when you come back and come in the building where we take your money out. We're not stealing people's money here. We're supporting missionaries all over this world. What's our monthly PIM right now, sister? Right. This church gives eleven thousand dollars to missionaries all over this world every month, and some of us even give to that. <clears throat> Some of us even give to that. Right. Right. You have any idea how much it costs this church to take the gospel to a neighborhood rather than expecting everybody to come to our building? You have any idea how much it costs to do that? Well, why won't you tell us? Because you don't have the faith for it. Well, I want to know. No, it'd scare you out of your mind. God didn't give you the grace of the faith to know all that. Well, I want to know. Fine, know it. You think most of these congregations are paying their own way in the buildings they're in? No. No, they're not. In fact, very few of them are. So what's the point? The point is, I can show you what I'm doing with my money, but what's your favorite rock or rap artist doing with the money you spend on his music? I can show you where our money's going. I can show you how we're investing the money given here. But what is your favorite sports star doing with the money that you spend on games and being able to watch them play? What are they doing with that money? What is, I, can, I, I can tell you what, all, what, what what we're doing, what we're giving to, the people we're helping. But I wonder what that uh, dealer on the corner is doing with a profit off his sales other than buying more chains to go around his neck. Not trying to be unkind here. I'm just saying, hey, I'm not standing here apologizing. To this is a church <laughs> because there's life here and there's light here. There's no light out there. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? We come to church and we like our lights on. You can kind of tell which is which by how much light they like to have on when they're doing what they're doing. Hey, hey, I go to a bar, Applebee's. I don't go to the bar, but there's a bar there. TGI Friday's. My wife and I went in one the other day, Lone Star Steakhouse. Lady actually set us at the, in a booth in that area. Wow. Well, that place was bright because light was shining. Are you hiding your light under a bushel? Are you letting your light shine where you go? I'm not talking about with your mouth. I'm talking about with your attitude, with your conduct, with the way you treat people. Now, just be a little patient with me. This is only my third service today, so I've got a little excess energy to burn up off. So. Hear me, please, right now. You didn't know I was preaching tonight. Until Friday, I didn't know I was preaching tonight. And I didn't know you were going to be here tonight. And God gave me this message yesterday. And I'm going to say this to you. If this is your first time, or you used to come here, or you come all the time, you're not in this place by accident. Because God has a word for you, why don't you ask Him to help you to be honest about how much life there is in you and if there's any light in you? Is there any life? Is there any light <laughs> I I was, I didn't really count it close, but it was, I just kind of looked at it the other day. I I preached probably or taught somewhere over a hundred times already this year. (laughs) Going to church all this week. Week after that, I'm going to camp all that week. Got a couple of days home, and then I'm going to Nova Scotia. And I'm preaching six straight days in Nova Scotia, come home for two days, going to Missouri and preach for a couple days, coming home, preaching three times that week away. It's well, why are you doing that? Why not? I got life. I got light. How's that song go? No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be, no place I'd rather be than here in your love, here in your love. No place I'd rather be, no place I'd rather be. Do you just endure church or do you come participate in life? Oh, Jesus. I'm not going to beat around the bush with you. There's at least 12 people here that the Lord wants you to leave this place with life and light where there isn't any right now. Nobody's going to make you do anything. Nobody's going to force themselves on you. But if you would give us a chance just to pray with you and help you, you'll leave this place a different person. Your life will be different. Tomorrow will be different. The day after that will be different. Next week will be different. The weekend after that will be different. It will be different. Why? Because we're not here just having church. We're not here just having church. Some of those 12 people are people that just need to repent. Repent. And get the darkness out again and let life and light come back in. in Jesus' name, your opportunity is here right now if you just come. You tired of having no life? Tired of having no light? Come. I don't want to be embarrassed, brother, right? A- a- and get up and walk down front. Really? Your, it's okay with you to have light, no life. It's okay with you for there to be no light in your life. It's more important to you to sit there than it is to come, get life and light. Come on, come on. Right now, the Holy Ghost has brought you to this service tonight. We're not, I'm not asking you to join a church. This isn't about joining a church. It's not about joining a church. You want to come here, we'll be happy to have you. Be thrilled to have you in this service, this church. Anytime you want to come, you want to be a part of this, we'll be happy to have you. This is about life and light. Come on. Please don't let these folks that be down here by themselves. There ought to be some, at least one person praying with each one of them right now. Come on. If they felt the need to come, I don't care if they come here all the time. Don't let them pray by themselves. Come on. Come on. The Holy Ghost is trying to do something here right now. The Lord's trying to do a work. How about you, friend? How about you? How about you? How about some life? How about light? How about your life being your, your, your existence being full of life How about your existence being full of light Come on In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus Come on I need people helping me pray I need people helping me pray Come on In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus This was a word from God tonight Receive it This isn't about religion. This isn't about church. This is about you. This is about your life changing. He came to give you life. He came to fill you with light. Come on. In the name of Jesus. 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 It's not about whether your world is perfect. It's not about whether there's no problems or difficulties or trials in your world. It's all about, is there life? It's all about, is that life bringing light to your life? That's what it's about. Come on. Come on, the Lord brought you here tonight. What are you going to do about it? The Lord brought you here. What are you going to do about it? Do you really want to go home with no light? You really want to go home filled with darkness? You really want to go home with no life? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Lord loves you. We love you. We're glad you're here, regardless of where you've come from, regardless of what your past is like, regardless of whether you think that you're okay or don't think you're okay. We love you. We're glad you're here. Jesus loves you. Let him help you. I'm going to say it again. This isn't about joining a church. You want to come to church here? We're glad to have you. But this isn't about joining a church. In the name of Jesus. 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 Jesus. Life and light, Jesus. Be our light. Be our life, Jesus. In the name of Jesus 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 Come on let the Lord help you Come on let the Lord help you In the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shined in darkness and the darkness couldn't put it out the darkness couldn't defeat it in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Come on. Come on. Let the Lord help you. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle for less than light. Don't settle for less than life. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. settle. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, he kahatatai ala ratati he kala ratatai. He he kala ratatai. He kala ratatai. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah Hallelujah Hallelujah! Come on Come on let the Lord help you Let the Lord be your light Let the Lord be your salvation Come on Let the Lord be your light Let him be your life Let him be your salvation In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus don't settle. Don't settle for less than life. Don't settle for less than life in your life. Don't settle. Don't settle. In the name of Jesus. 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 ta Tata <speaking in Hebrew> in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah,